Thank you for joining me this morning, Monday morning, for Take 10. This is when we take 10 minutes out to reflect on a topic near and dear to all of us while spending time in God's Word. This morning, I would like to touch a little on the topic of communication. Communication is power, and it can be very powerful. Uh, It can provide a solution to problems, and it can make an issue uh, and even life easier for us. It can bring people together based on the presentation. And for some, they would say the deliverance, um, the way you deliver your voice and communication, your action, your body language, it can really cause a holy war. So why is the power of communication so important? Communication, like we said, can, it can solve problems for us, but it's our way of actually expressing ourselves, how we feel. Communication can um, lack, their lack of communication, I should say. Um, it can be powerful itself, and it can also, um, being powerful, it can break down, it can tear down the lack of it. Um, It can even destroy relationships, marriages. Um, It can cause friction and conflict in families. Um, And even with your job, communication is important because if without your voice, um, you're like non-existence. So we have to make sure that whenever um, with our jobs that we present ourselves clearly and with definition. So Proverbs 18.21 tells us, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. And that's typically, that's saying that those that love to gossip, they carry it and bring it, and that's what they feed off of. And that's, that's not good. And you always want to speak positive. And we've said before that whenever you're talking about someone, you're also talking about yourself. So you have to make sure the package that you're delivering, that you're delivering it in a way that you want it to come back to you. So I'm going to go over the four topics, the four different types of communication that there are. Um, there's a verbal which, as we all know, you can use a verbal communication in a soft tone. You can use it in a very loud tone. And whenever you're loud in your communication, there's a lot of body language. And once that body language and that tone is risen, you have a tendency of shutting a person off that's trying to deliver to you. So you want to make sure that whenever you deliver your your message, that it is at a tone that where a person is willing to receive it. Then there's a nonverbal, which, as I said, is the body motion. And it can be just the, the shake of a finger. It can be the hips. It can be the roll of the neck. But, you know, people tend to remember what they see. And that goes into the visual. 
you have to allow yourself to cool down. You know, we, we get so wrapped up into the emotions that we forget that we're actually trying to get a point across. And you, it's hard to get a point across and do the body language and hear at the same time. You're trying to juggle three balls and it's not going to happen. So we have to really have that, that moment to where we dedicate to just simply talking. Not so much with the body, not with the, the eyes, but just talking. True communication. And then there's the written communication. That's when we're actually writing out what we're feeling, what we're going through, what we're feeling at that time. It may seem um, funny. It's like, well, what good is this going to do for me? It allows you to relax, breathe, and put your feelings out on paper. And it stays on the paper for you to turn around and Read it back to you. A lot of times whenever we're talking, we don't hear ourselves. We're just saying what comes out, but we really aren't understanding and taking in what we're saying. And in doing so, when you write it out, it allows your brain to process everything that's been said. And to when you're processing your feelings, your emotions get involved to where you're actually slowing down. And you're thinking about what that other person is going to feel, what they're going to say, how are they going to take it. And whenever you write those things down, those feelings, how you're actually feeling at that moment, tuck it away. If it means you turn it up, throwing it in the trash, burning it, whatever, that is for you and for your eyes only. And that is important that we remember that is your cool down. That is the period which you um, separate yourself from the situation, but also allowing yourself to, as I say, cool down. Um, the Bible also speaks of bad forms of communication. In Ezekiel 36.3, I'm going to give you the snippet of it here for time's sakes. Um, people, whenever they're communicating, it's a form of gossip. Whenever it doesn't involve the two people, um, you have a tendency of spreading it out to other people. We go and we start telling anyone that will listen. And we had a saying whenever I was in school, um, there's ears in the field. There's, you know, corn ears in the field. Corn, the ears, the hearing. So you have to be observant of who are around, who the person that are around you, the people that are around you. Um, because those they're hearing from your point of view and what they're taking as well. So don't get caught up in whispering the gossip. We want to be very careful of that because that can definitely come back and bite you um, because no two people are going to tell the same story. And also in Romans one twenty nine, it says they are um, fed of every kind Filled of every kind of sin, evil, greed, hatred, um, full of jealousy, murder, fighting, lying, thinking the worst things about each other. They gossip. And if you've ever been a person who was insecure 
um, and you know that um, you're part of a conflict or a discussion, you have a tendency of you can see people off to the side talking. They may not be talking about you, but that's the first thing that you're going to assume is that, oh, they're talking about me, the gossiping about me. They may not be. They could be, but they may not be. But we want to make sure that when that happens, or if we see someone, we want to put ourselves in their shoes because they could be saying, well, I know they don't like me. I know they're jealous of me. They just don't care. Um, and you, don't, you never know how a person interprets your body language, the things that you do in that surrounding. Um, you know, you just really have to be careful of other people's, considerate of other people's feelings. Because you never know what kind of day that person is having. Just because you saw them 12, 24 hours ago, you have no idea what has happened in their lives during that time. And it's important that we don't gossip. Gossip only hurts. It cannot bring anything good. If you cannot talk to a person face-to-face about an issue in a calm manner, um, don't say it at all. But he say, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. It is so important. And that is what um, leads to a lot of fighting, a lot of telling lies. If the two people that are having the debate, the discussion, the issue, if they can't work it out, let it go. It's not for you to go and tell everybody else about. Just let it go. And you two get back together at another date and time. That allows, again, that cool down period. 2 Corinthians 12, 20. um, Short version, it says, I'm afraid that I will find arguing, jealousy, selfishness, fighting, evil talk, gossip, pride, and confusion there. Again, that goes back to communication. It goes back to other people's feelings. I know at that point in time when you're having that disagreement, you're only thinking of yourself. You're not thinking of others. And it is important that we that we don't do that. We want to make sure that we consider everyone. And I know when the heat of the moment you you can't think of it, but we it's important that we we think of everyone. Um, also, 1 Timothy 5.13. It says, widows began to waste their time doing, um, going from house to house. They began to gossip and run to other people's lives. Again, they're gossiping. It's so important that we don't gossip because you're drawing other people into the situation that has no idea what's really going on. They can only assume. And we know what we say about the word assume. Um, due to the fact kids may say it, I'm not going to say say the word. But we cannot assume that everyone understands what we're going through. Everyone has full details of what we're going through. That everyone even wants to know what we're going through. So going back to... Writing down what you're feeling 
And then going back, rereading it. You may just have to read it one time to understand, but whether it's two, three, four, five times, read it until you get that answer that you're really looking for. And it's not always going to be your first impression of something. You're going to have to really put yourself in the situation and then take yourself out of it while you're writing it down and you're going back and you're reading it. Just please be observant and mindful of everything um, because you never know who is watching your, your body language, who's taking note. You just really want to make sure that when you go back and talk to that person, that you address them in a manner and say, well, can we talk? I know we had a discussion the other week and we were having problems. I, I had time to think about it. And can you give me five minutes? Or the way I acted, I know I came off harsh. I didn't mean it. And there's nothing wrong in saying I'm sorry. It doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you a better person. And that person that you're able to say that to may actually see you in a different light. So please use the four steps in your communication. Make sure that you take that time to address your verbal, the nonverbal and the visual, and also the written. The written can actually be one of the most um, powerful ways of redirecting yourself back to that situation so that you can resolve the issue at hand. And with marriages, if you do not talk, you don't have a way of healing or allowing the other person to grow. Uh, a lot of times we as women say, well, this man isn't doing this. He's not doing this for me. Or the man may say, well, she's doing this and I wish she would just stop. Well, until you get together and you talk about it, you're working against each other. That's the power of communication is working together. Work together as one and not apart. And we as women and, and men as well, men gossip just as much as women do. We have to keep it within our four walls instead of letting it leak out the windows and under the doors. Keep it inside your four walls. And we can be so much better when it comes to communication. Um, and again, always you never know who's watching and who's hearing you when you come back with a response. So coming your way over the next few weeks, um, our returning guest, Miss um, Sherilyn Cash, and I will dig into healthy communication. So we're going to give you an examples, um, day-to-day things that we've experienced, things that we um, can show you biblically related on how to deal with responding and helping you to have a healthy communication. And also um, just want to say thank you for joining me for this time. I know I went over... um, what I always try to keep it is 10 minutes, but 
we look forward to bringing you more great topics, which will that impact us near and dear and to help you to have better understanding and have options of how to improve your life from day to day and also have great topics at the table with your family or your spouse. As we always say, don't let the 10 minutes that you spend with us listening to God's word be the only time you spend with him. Remember, he's waiting to have a great relationship with you through prayer and study, and we have to do that daily. So make it a great day. Take care and be blessed.